Greetings, everyone. So, I was going to do a podcast about some things that I had wrote out days in advance because I was so excited. I'm a first-time podcaster. And then, more events in my life kept happening. And if you hear these things moving around in the background, it's me moving my phone. It was in the way. Forgive me. If you will. Listen to me. I already sound like a. <laughs> like a pro. Yeah. So. The podcast that I was going to do this evening. Yes I said evening. is Eastern Standard Time. My time. I'm in North Carolina. United States of America. Um, it was going to be titled admitting is the first step and this podcast was going to be focused on drug addiction the introduction was going to discuss how my children's dad drug addiction began and how he used to steal money from my daughter when she was in the womb that I was saving for her in her little piggy bank and once it reached a certain amount I was going to put it in a savings account but before it could even reach that amount he just kept stealing it until it got to a point where I didn't even put it in the piggy bank anymore I just kept it in my account which I should have did from the start but you know as a first-time mom, I wanted my baby to have her own. If that made sense, I don't know. No one ever explained anything to me. And as a first-time mom, I didn't know how things go. I still don't know how things go. <laughs> I'm just doing the best that I can. But doing very good at it, doing well at it, if you will. You know, I'm being positive. I'm being great to my children, providing positive alternatives while their dad continues to make excuses and continues to do drugs. And it was just brought to my attention by my daughter. In the midst of me putting them down for bed, sorry, it sounded like I was tranquilizing them. In the midst of me getting them ready for bedtime, that he had his drugs around them. Now, of course, she said it innocently. She said, He had his experiment stuff on the table. And the way she described it to me, the colors are in everything. It was meth. Liquid meth, liquid eggs, and heroin, of course. Now, when I was pregnant with my daughter... He was on heroin acid 
and marijuana. Now, we all don't consider marijuana a drug because the doctors prescribe it to us for joint pain, for cancer, for XYZ, you know. So, I won't include that. But he was on acid and heroin when I was pregnant with my daughter. And to find out that he had that on the table around my daughter and son, thank God. (laughs) Thank God for God because they knew not to get into it. I always tell them, you know, oh, I said that I have to prepare them for things like this with their dad because of how he is and the system I would say the system is screwed it is in a way but God is bigger because I've been fighting for sole legal custody for a while but I know God is going to show up and show out I know he's not going to make my baby suffer for any longer He has been doing everything, not God, my children's dad, everything to make my children suffer just to get at me. I don't know what his deal is, but this has always been him. And since my son's birth, he has always acted like he has had a problem with my son. Since we came home from the hospital with him. Now my son used to cry a lot. And. My son cried a lot. Because. He had chlamydia. Yes. I'm. (laughs) I'm saying this on my podcast. Now when I was pregnant with my daughter. My children's dad. Gave it to me. But it wasn't detected in my system then. It just kept showing up as yeast infections. Excuse me. Getting a little tongue-tied here. And tripping over my lips. It just kept showing up as yeast infections. They were giving me yeast infection medications. But the medications weren't working. But it was still keeping it on the yeast infection radar. All the yeast infection medicine were doing was burning me. It felt like fire ants were eating my insides. And I'm telling this story because I'm living to tell it. And someone else may be experiencing the things that I've experienced or have already experienced it, you know. So with my daughter, it only showed up as a yeast infection. And when we came home from the hospital with my daughter, um, she cried as always, as all babies do, you know, that night. And he got up, angered. Throwing things, yelling and cursing. But it was a type of angry I've never seen before. 
and I begged him to go back to sleep and I reassured him that I had her and I thought it was going to be our last night here on earth and I just kept begging him to go back to sleep he finally went back to sleep and I got up with my baby and I walked her around the house and I was just showing her with the apartment and showing her that it was home. Keep in mind, I had just had a C-section because of the chlamydia. If you aren't familiar with chlamydia, you're not able to give or have a natural birth. Now, Going back to my son, when I was pregnant with my son, I didn't find out I was pregnant with him until I was almost 19 weeks pregnant. When the doctor completed all my test results, he called my phone and told me that I had chlamydia. So by this time, my kid's dad had me isolated from my friends and my family lived nearly 10 hours away. So I couldn't call anyone or text anyone to take me to go get my medication. We only had one vehicle and he wasn't home. He was out doing drugs. Whew. So, my pregnant self was going to get my infant daughter and put her in her stroller and walk to the pharmacy that was an hour and 40 minutes away. It was an hour and 40 minute walk away from where we lived. And it was hot. We lived in Kentucky on Fort Campbell Post. Then I thought about it. I couldn't risk it with my daughter or my unborn child. So I called him, of course I was upset. I have never had anything like, I've never had. The only thing I have ever gotten in my life was a UTI twice and that was it. I've only ever gotten a UTI twice which is common because you know men like to you know play basketball hoop or whatever or I don't know get off work and then do their deed which is nasty but yeah so He just told me he didn't have it and he didn't come home to take me to go get the medication. In fact, he didn't even go pick my medication up. <sighs> so, me being brainwashed and going through postpartum depression along with prepartum depression, I was just like, okay. 
and I believed him because I felt I had no one at that time. I felt I only had him. But then, once I realized I had my children, I tried to leave him, I did. And then he attempted to commit suicide and then I sent a search party. He attempted to commit suicide a few times and I sent a search party every time. And sometimes I wish I would have let him so my children wouldn't be going through or wouldn't have gone through the things that they've had experienced. So, the committee stayed in me, of course, because he never took me to get my medication. But once we left from Kentucky and moved back to Virginia because he got kicked out the army for... Pissing hot, as they say. We moved in with his family. Fast forward, I have my son. And it's like he, he just doesn't like my son because he's always crying. But my son is crying because of the chlamydia. And thank God, the pediatrician detected it. And my OBGYN looked at my record and they were treating my son and myself for chlamydia. My daughter didn't have it. Thank God. Thank God. I skipped her. Um, and even now, my children, they went to go stay with him Father's Day weekend. And like I said... I was preparing my children for bedtime. <laughs> I said it wrong earlier because I was pissed off. <laughs> as, as I talk, I'm cooling off. But I found out he had his drugs around them. And I also found out that every time he got angry with my son, he was growling at him. So before they left from here, because my children were begging me not to let them go, but because I signed a temporary agreement thinking that he had changed, I had no choice but to let them go. I'm putting on lip gloss, excuse me. So I told them, if anyone harms you or tries to harm you, you headbutt them. You kick them in the nuts. You punch kick. You do whatever you can. And that's exactly what my son did. <laughs> and my daughter said, she told their dad, hey, you need to chill out. And he just went and sat down and started watching TV. While my children were there, he fed them twice. And that was only on that Saturday. 
She said they were very hungry Friday and Sunday. Sunday, they were with him for 12 hours. Friday, they were with him for about the same time frame from me to him. Plus, they had a four-hour drive within that time frame. He didn't stop to get them anything to eat. And he had them on clothes that had urine in them their entire time. So when I got my children back, they smelled like musty teenagers who had been playing football all weekend, not bathing. And they were hungry. Luckily, I used my head, me, well, myself and my mother, because she went with me to take pizza and chicken wings on the way to meet them to get my children. And they ate every bit of it. I sent three outfits, two bathing suits for my daughter, two swimming trunks for my son, and a night outfit apiece for both of them. And I texted him to let him know that I forgot to pack the good nights and the underwear for them and for him to get some more. As well as the toothbrushes. He washed them twice. He brushed their teeth once. And put them back on the same nasty clothing. And told me not to buy. I'm sorry. Told me not to send any clothing. Because he was going to take them shopping. And the only thing my kids had to show. When they got back toys the only juice they drink the only thing they had to drink at all was the juice that I packed for them which was a half a gallon of the orange pineapple banana dough juice And they stayed with him at his parents' house. He took them out for spa day on Saturday just so he could take pictures and make it seem like he was a a great father. But before spa day, he went to his apartment to go do drugs. And left my children locked in a hot car with the windows rolled up. And they were sweating and crying and scared. And my daughter said she stopped crying because my son was crying. And she was rubbing and hugging him to let him know.
I'm sorry. You know, you, you only... She was rubbing and hugging on him to let him know it was going to be okay. And then she said after a while he came back down. You never expect it with your own, you know. You only Read it in the paper, watch it or hear about it on TV or see it in the movies or in a documentary. All children are so innocent. They are. I don't care what anyone says. Children are innocent. People like my children's dad. And words turn them into monsters. But it's up to us to love them, to get them help, and to change them back innocent. If they turn into monsters, as society likes to put it, and if they haven't turned into monsters, Protect them and keep them innocent. Protect them all. No matter how they've turned out. Thank you all for tuning in on Shantae Speaks. That is all for this evening. That is all for tonight. Thank you all for listening. Praise be with you.